for people that have different um, forms of debt, whatever type it is, um, particularly in this time that we're living in right now, Jats, where things are looking a bit mad um, and things are a bit mad, not even just looking a bit mad. My question is to you, should we make every effort to try and pay off all types of our debt as early as possible? Um, I think... Hello and welcome to Woke Finance, the podcast discussing all things finance and all things finance related. It's your boy Peter and I'm with my co-host, my bro Jax. How are you today? Hey Peter, I am very well. I'm very good. Um, today I'm actually visiting my parents in London. So it is an opportunity for me to catch up with them. Um, I'm looking forward to um, actually spending some time with them over this bank holiday weekend absolutely man bank holiday weekend it is indeed right now over here in the uk i know it's a great time to just spend that extra time with loved ones you know i can get when it's when we're working away as well but now good to hear you well and a massive shout out to our listeners all over and um, we've got a an episode in store for all of our listeners which hopefully will be quite relevant to um jacks as you know um, particularly during this season we're in, um, in well, it's May 2022. It's a time where there's lots of news just in general about, you know, things like the high cost of living, um, inflation being higher than, well, I was going to say ever, but higher than w- what we've seen in our generation, so to speak, as well. Um, energy prices going up, up, up up um this doesn't help when it comes to um i guess people's um expenses um people's ability to manage any expenses that they may have and in particular for this episode we're going to be focusing on essentially debt um and we're going to talk a bit more about debt um and more or less particularly in the times we are in um how we can actually tackle if we do have any forms of debt whether that's good debt bad debt and we'll go into a bit more on that but uh Jax how does that sound yeah I think I think um it's a great opportunity to really attack um some of the things that really really do affect our personal finances particularly in the current um economic climate we find ourselves no, absolutely. I mean, usually when you when we look at the news when it comes to uh, personal finance matters, you always hear things like consumer debt is at its highest that it's ever been before. So many people are taking out this type of debt, this type of credit, all of that stuff. Um, the average household has this amount of debt, all of that stuff. Let's actually break that down and actually ask a simple question: What is debt? And then we can go into the different types of debt as well. Okay, so that is um, essentially a loan. Another word for it is, is, is a loan. Um, it's a loan that you can take um, usually from an institution. Of course, you can borrow money from people as well. And essentially, debt usually comes um, at a cost. And the cost of debt is usually measured by something called interest rates. Mm. So that's essentially what debt is. It's a loan for which you borrow and you borrow for a particular period of time with the intent of paying it back um, with interest. And the interest is usually paid during that period of um, when the debt is taken out and at the end of the debt as well. And usually what when people actually take out debt, in your um, opinion, what are the, the things that people tend to take out debt for? Yeah, so there's debt, debt is uh, actually a very important part of um, the whole economy. So you've probably heard of the term credit. Credit is a huge, huge, huge component of what 
you know, causes money to move around in the economy and how economies grow and credit could be a good thing. But essentially when people usually take out a debt, um, the ones that we're quite familiar with is they take out debt for things that they cannot afford to pay for themselves um, without taking a loan. And a lot of that is usually to do with things such as consumer um, goods, consumerism goods. goods. Mm -hmm. And essentially what that means is they take out the debt to usually buy things um, with the intention that they'll be able to pay back that uh, loan or that debt over a period of time. And the mindset that usually goes into people that usually take out debt is that the cost of debt um, is less is less than, you know, basically the, the return that they're getting. When I say return, I'm talking about the, it could be instant gratification, for example. Mm-hmm. So they may take out debt to buy something that, you know, that make them feel good, do a bit of retail therapy, and that feels good. And they feel as if because the debt is something they don't have to pay back immediately and they can kind of buy now and pay later, mm-hmm. um, they can actually do so. So yeah, that's that's the mindset that usually goes into debt is, is being able to borrow money to do something that you couldn't, you know, a lot of the time couldn't do yourself with the intent that, hey, it will be easier to pay back over a period of time. Hmm. And, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, what can happen as a result of being in debt that, you know, um, when we originally take it out, we thought we can actually manage. And then as time goes on, we find out, you know, things happen, life happens, emergency happens, um, inflation goes up, all sorts of things happen. What can that sort of lead to? And that might just uh, go into my next question that I'm going to ask after. Yeah, I think the, the main issue with debt is, and, and I think, you know, where I have a lot of empathy for people that do have debt sometimes, is sometimes many people feel as if they have no choice. Um, mm. So if you're consistently living, um, you know, paycheck to paycheck and the income that you receive from um, any work that you do doesn't cover um, or just about covers, you know, your, your cost of living at any moment if you lose your job or if you need to purchase something for an emergency or anything like that you usually have to borrow money because you actually don't have any savings to do so so I have a bit of empathy there um but the issue is with 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 um debt that's unsustainable and I guess that's the key word mm-hmm. is that when you borrow money and the cost of that of that debt is high which can also compound over time as well it has a very very strong link to things such as depression and feeling really down feeling really mm-hmm anxious and that kind of stuff and it also really really um kind of mitigates your ability to build long-term wealth because whatever income that you get that you can use to for example build an investment portfolio has to go back to paying off the debt first because there's an obligation um and pay back the debt with interest as well Mm. now the the obvious answer to this would be just don't take out debt but you know we, we know life happens people do take out debt for various reasons and we talk a bit about good debt bad debt and the uh, money mindsets i'm um, associated with that but for people that you know have found themselves um in a in in some form of debt um whether it's in this uh current um economic climate or even previous as well and are still in debt what can one do to make sure that they are managing that? Um, or what can one do before someone, for whatever reason, has had to take out some form of uh, debt? Oh, you're on mute if you're talking. I think what's really, really important uh, for most people when it comes to any form of money management is to have a budget in place. 
Mm. Now, having a budget means you are able to tell your money exactly where to go. You can allocate your funds into the places that it needs to go. And within that budget, you can actually allocate money to pay off debt. I think that's probably the best way to start tackling debt. Um, being able to use a proportion of your income to pay off the debt. Now, of course, I am also a huge advocate for finding ways to increase your income and reduce your expenses. So, um, yes, you can go through your, your bank statements and see where you can actually reduce um, your expenses and actually where you can cut unnecessary costs um, and then use whatever the differences between your income and your reduced costs to actually attack the debt. Um, I think that's one of the best ways you can start tackling debt. If, of course, you've got debt that's very unsustainable and is causing you an extreme level of stress, then I would always encourage people to speak to, let's say, citizens' advice to get some sort of help um, in that respect. No, absolutely. Yeah, and there's also um, some great charities out there as well, um, which you can find on your Googles, wherever you are in the world as well, that support people facing all forms of um, debt as well. So no, absolutely, uh, Jax, thank you for that. Um, so, you know, you always hear the term good debt versus bad debt. And I think sometimes, in my opinion, the definition kinds of changes and depending on who you're speaking to and as time evolves as well. But very quickly, what does actually mean good debt versus bad debt? If there's something as good debt, <laughs> yeah i think you know sometimes uh, i have to be really honest guys sometimes the, even the whole idea of good debt versus bad debt can make me cringe sometimes mm. but um i think debt is debt um it's, it's still a loan it's still something you have to pay interest on but where we talk about good debt versus bad debt is what it comes down to i think two things um one you can say it comes down to understanding what the debt is actually used for um and what is the ability to pay back so if the debt is used usually for things such as investing, which is actually the most um, common kind of example of good debt, I would say, where you get to use uh, debt as a form of leverage to increase your returns, then people will say, hey, that's, that's, that's a good form of debt. Mm-hmm. Um, or some people say if you use debt to improve yourself, for example, for, you know, uh, like going to university and paying tuition fees and, and taking out student loan, that's a form of good debt because you are investing in your education. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, the whole idea of good debt is usually um, surrounded with investing. Um, but I would say debt is still debt. And I think the key thing is to really pay attention to how you can make the debt provide you with a good return um the cost of debt has to be lower than the returns that you get and you have to do your best to make that um as likely as possible so that's what we see as good debt you know getting a mortgage for example is is also a form of good debt usually with good debt some ways to kind of notice if it is good debt is usually the interest that you're paying is quite minimal Mm. Um, and understanding the different types of debt example examples as well so for example we talk about property or, or your own home mortgages these are secure debts you know collateralized debts debts that are secured on real assets mm. and for that reason the interest is really low but yeah to cut a long story short i think it really just comes down to understanding the cost of debt um, relative to the return of that debt and if the cost of the debt is higher and the return of the debt then that's bad debt but if the uh, debt brings about a return that is higher than the debt the cost of debt which is how much you owe plus the interest then you can see that as 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 a good form of debt hmm. no thank you that makes perfect sense and on or just focusing i guess on the good debt side of things because you spoke about you know using it to 
um, perhaps uh, take our loan on, a, on an asset which would hopefully bring you a higher return than the cost of the debt. So, for example, um, a, a, a mortgage, maybe an investment property or something of the sort. When can that debt become that good debt become all of a sudden bad? Debt? And what I'm really referring to is, you know, being over leveraged. Yeah, so that's 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 true, and I think that's where many people kind of misunderstand what good debt is, and and they think good debt is just you know as if there's only one definition of good debt, as as if you know as long as the investment, sorry, that the debt is used for investment, it must be good debt. Um, now, even as someone who even uh, does what we call stock picking, um, when I'm investing in companies, I wouldn't pay attention to how much debt they've got on their on their balance sheet. Mm-hmm. You know, um, not saying it's a bad thing, but, you know, it's about understanding debt fully. What is debt? And debt is you borrowing money that you have to pay back. Mm-hmm. Um, so regard, and, and that's money that you have to pay back regardless. And you haven't got a crystal ball to say exactly what's going to happen mm-hmm. um, in the next few years. So the key thing of not being over leveraged is to have debt that you know you can pay back um, regardless of what happens in the economy. Now you have people that will take on leverage, even if they've got the cash available to pay for that thing outright. Um, to give you an example, uh, let's say you, um, this is unlikely, but let's just use it as an example. Let's say you've got uh, a property that you want to buy for £100,000 and you've got £100,000 um, in your bank account. You can actually pay the, buy the property outright. Mm-hmm. But you can also take out um, a loan on that property um, and pay, let's say, a 25% deposit and use it as a battery and earn a return um, above the cost of debt. So the debt might cost you 2%, um, but then you might yield, let's say, let's say 10%. So you benefit 8%. Mm. Now you benefit and you've reduced your risk or your risk is not the same as somebody who didn't have cash at all. You've reduced your risk because you've actually got cash available. If anything went wrong and if interest rates went up, and that's really important because that's what's happening, you still got enough to you know, kind of fall back on. Um, you've still got enough to not panic that interest rates are going up. You are not over leveraged. And that's really, really, really important. And I think that's something we should really, really pause and really think about because one thing I'm noticing all around the personal finance world is that many people speak um, so well of investing and, and sometimes even investing using margin. Mm-hmm. So using options and that kind of stuff. Um and also buying properties and, 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 you know, pulling out all the equity and, you know, and it's this, these things all sound great and it works extremely well in an economy that's going up in a financial market that's going up in a stock market that's flying and the property market that's going up. Um, and people can, you know, boast about their returns and so on and so forth. And it's nice to hear. However, they have probably not experienced a downturn, you know, they have not experienced a downturn where, you've taken that margin and now you're forced to cover your position consistently because now the, the stock that you've invested in or even the macro economy generally is starting to fall. Or on the other side, property, you've taken out this, this debt and all of a sudden the interest rates are going up and you're getting letters from the bank telling you that the mortgage that you're paying is going up and you mm. can't sustain it anymore. So it's very, very important to not be over leveraged um, and to understand that leverage can be good in a form of increasing your returns but it can increase it can increase your losses if things go pear-shaped as well hmm. no um i love that jackson i think you know um if history's ever taught us one thing is that there will always be downtimes and you know depending on where you are when it comes to assets right now uh, particularly in the stock market for example it, it was certainly going through that uh time as well so no absolutely and 
Jax, I don't know what you think, but it would be great to speak to people that were around in, you know, in probably one of the last big, before the pandemic, one of the last biggest town downturns, like in the sort of uh, last financial crisis, major one. So the 2007 to eight sort of one as well, just to see how they maneuvered and navigated as well. Yeah, you know, back in 2007, eight, um, the subprime uh, crisis, you know, people were so-called leveraging, right? Taking mm. out so-called good debt, um, thinking is good debt because they're, they're, for, they're, they're buying properties, you know, they, they, it's secured on a raw asset. They were taking out 100% uh, loans, for example, mortgages. So, you know, it's, it sounds great when things are going up um, and, and the financial markets are going up and property prices are going up and, you know, your leveraged returns are great. Um, but I'll be very, very careful to understand that, yes, the whole idea of good debt versus bad debt sounds great, but debt is still debt. Um, and you have to use it very, very wisely and be very careful about it as well. Wow. No, absolutely. Um, finally, what would you class car finance as before we move on? Yeah, so I think there are some debts. And, and you know what? Generally, debt, it really comes down to what you're using it for. So car finance, you know, some people automatically will say, hey, that's bad debt because mm. it's debt on um, something that's, that's not an asset. It's, it's debt on something that doesn't provide you with a financial return. What I would say is debt is not the worst thing. And mm. so there is a place for it. But it's about being able to take out debt that is suitable for you. Um, debt that's not too costly. If you are, you know, if you have the opportunity to take out, uh, let's say, car finance on a car that is reasonably priced, then I think that it's absolutely fine to use debt. I think debt can be used so, so effectively because it allows you to buy something now and pay for it over time. And, you know, time is very, very important. Mm. Um, I think ultimately it comes down to, you know, whether the car is actually affordable. If you can't actually afford the car, with um cash then it chances are you can't afford it with car finance now yes in in in, in real terms yes you can afford it because you just take out the loan but really and truly if you think of it from a personal finance perspective if you don't have the cash available to buy the car outright the chances are you actually can't afford it and you are over leveraging hmm. deep no i love love it love it love it thank you for that jacks um so let, let's get real. Yeah, I don't know the, the current uh, stats, but I can quickly check that out for another time. But we know a large percentage of the UK are in some form of uh, debt. Um, and a, a, a large number of that in, in that version of bad debt that we've spoken about. How can one best tackle this? What are some of the methods for attacking debt in general? Yeah, so there are there are two uh, very uh, popular methods. Um, one is called a snowball uh, effect, and the other one is the avalanche uh, method. So I think, so, yeah, so I was just going to say, Jax, um, what might be good is if um, we can just maybe use some maybe some examples. Um, so f- like three different examples. If someone has, you know free um forms of debt to pay it might be credit card it might be personal loan they've got what a one thousand pound debt at three percent interest um a five thousand pound debt at ten percent interest and a seven thousand pound uh debt at five percent interest how can they go about tackling all of that so somebody who is going to use what we call the avalanche method which is the method described where you look at all the different pots of debt 
and you focus on the biggest one that charges you the highest interest. Mm. Um, that is the one that you want to attack first. Why? Because mathematically, it is the one that is least costly. Um, if you pay off the smallest debt first rather than the biggest debt, which is not the avalanche method, then what happens is, yes, you might clear off one debt quickly, but the cost of debt is ramping up over time as well. So it's much, much more effective and efficient mathematically to go through the avalanche method because that one pays off the most costly debt first. Mm. Now, in terms of the other one, which is a snowball one, which um, I first learned it from Dave Ramsey, he talks about it in his baby steps, mm. is where you kind of align them again, but this time you attack the debts that's the lowest and the smallest with the, the um, you know what that's easiest to attack basically. And then you attack that one. And once that's paid off and you, you know, build the momentum, you move on to the next one. The key thing for um, this kind of snowball method that, idea that it, where it comes from is more psychological than it is mathematical and it's all about being able to build momentum to move from one stage to another now um i always say people always ask well which one is better um and i say there is no better one it really mm. depends on you and i also think it depends on how you got the debt in the first place if you ask and, and how you've managed to pay off debt in the past as well if you're somebody who has never, ever been able to really pull down debts that you've accumulated over time, I would always encourage um, the snowball method because mm. you're someone who's quite new to paying off debt. I think it's important to really get your mental state in, in check and to actually go through the kind of emotional gain of paying that first debt first. Um, if you're somebody who um, earns quite a lot of income, for example, and you know you're you're somebody who has paid off debt before um, and has some experience paying debt. Then I think, generally speaking, the avalanche method may be better for you. Hmm. Brilliant, man. No, that makes perfect sense. So, by your, I guess, the definition, um, someone that using the avalanche um, method would, of course, attack the debt with the highest interest rate. Um, in the examples given, that would be the second debt, which was five thousand pounds. That. 10% and then if someone was to use the snowball method they will attack the um I guess the price um of 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 the debt that's left over how much they've got left over and the smallest one so using the examples I gave would be the smallest one which was £1,000 at 3% and um, but no that makes perfect sense and just talking from personal experience my younger day I certainly found the snowball method really useful but as you said Jax you know this the behavior versus mathematical sort of argument all over again yeah that's correct that's correct I think for me most of the time you know um, if I was to find myself in debt I'll probably go for the avalanche method um, mm -hmm. because I think mathematically it works out better uh, but I would say in all of this it really depends on the numbers as well Mm. Um, it does depend on the numbers um, so the the benefits can be skewed one way or the other depending on kind of like the cost of debt you know if you've got debt that's charging you 10 percent um that's that's quite aggressive you probably want to pay that off first regardless of how big it is mm. <laughs> you know so it is important but generally speaking and and i guess you can also try and adopt a combination of these as well to see which one works for you um it, it probably is a good good idea to maybe even speak to a financial coach who can guide you through this process no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I guess we've walked through the, the 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 methods, so to speak. Now, for people that have different um forms of debt, whatever type it is, um, particularly in this time that we're living in right now, Jax, where things are looking a bit mad 
um, and things are a bit mad, not even just looking a bit mad. My question is to you, should we make every effort to try and pay off all types of our debt as early as possible? Um, I think it's very, very, very important to really assess your personal financial situation um, to see what the pros and cons are of actually paying debt. So, um, so the answer is actually, it depends. There is no right or wrong answer. Um, it also depends on the type of debt. So if you are in debt, but the debt that you have um, or the cost of debt is pretty low, then I would say um, it really comes down to your personal preference. But I would say think about the opportunity cost of actually paying off the debt. Um, this is where the whole good debt versus bad debt you know, talk comes in again, where people say, well, why should I pay off uh, debts that's charging, let's say, a 2% interest? Um, why should I pay that off? rather than um, just using that those funds to actually invest in, let's say, the stock market and earn a 7% return. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that would make much more sense, right? Um, and, and there is, of course, truth in that. But I think, I'll say what's also really important to understand is that people are different. Um, not every decision has to be rational, but it has to be reasonable. And I think the difference between um, rational and reasonable is, yes, someone might say, hey, okay, um, it's, it's irrational, irrational for me to pay off my 2% debt when I can invest and earn 7%, but it's reasonable because guess what? Once I pay off that 2% debt, I can sleep well at night, mm-hmm. um, knowing that I don't have to pay a debt. And I can also say that the cost of debt is something that's there, it's real. Uh, whereas when I invest, there's no guarantees. So for that reason, as a person, I think it's reasonable for me to pay off my debt, even if the interest rates is very low. Um, so I think that's important for people to understand. I find many people having these uh, arguments online about, oh my gosh, you're so silly. Why are you paying off your mortgage? Why are you doing this? You know, um, <laughs> yeah, you don't know their personal circumstances. That's it, yeah. You, know, you really need to understand people's personal circumstances. If someone has excess cash and they don't know what to do with their cash and they're risk averse, it may be effective and reasonable and even rational to actually pay off um their, their debt even things like their mortgage which is secure debt which mm. obviously comes with a low interest rate um similar situation with things like student loans you know if a student loan is charging you i checked my one the other day um it's charging about 1.1 percent mm. um you know should i be in a rush to pay off that debt um whereas you know i can let's say use that cash immediately for something that could may not even provide a return actually but it just brings me a peace of mind or allows mm. me to be liquid I might prefer to do that, you know, rather mm. than using my emergency fund to pay off my, my, my debt, I much prefer to have my emergency fund stick there as an emergency fund. Mm. Because what happens is when you pay off debt, let's say you use your whole emergency fund to pay off debt, what happens is when another emergency happens, you're just mm. going to have to go back in debt. And the debt you're going to have to take out is different from the 1.1% interest. It's mm. going to be consumer debt, which can charge you in excess of 5% extra. So wow, I will say there is no right answer. I think it's really just important to assess your person's uh, financial situation and see what makes sense for you but i would say definitely definitely try and see where it fits on your budget and i would say try and focus on uh, of course increasing your income and um reducing your expenses so that whatever you have in between of that can be used effectively whether it is to pay off debt whether it is to invest or whether it is to add to your emergency fund etc wow wow no brilliant bro um thank you very much for that that was super useful um and loads of education there for our listeners as well and 
next one hopefully our listeners found that um valuable as well and please do have a think of anyone this may be relevant to whether it's a friend a family member or just your social networks on social media and put it out there man let's all continue the conversation um in particular on this uh, topic which is really interesting so thank you very much for that Jax before I do um go over to you Jax before we, um for any final comments as you know we do give a shout out to listeners where we're getting listeners in different parts of the world and um, all just haven't given a shout out to you and today we are going to be giving a shout out to our listeners in a place called Yaounde which is the capital of Cameroon the capital of Cameroon. Now, interestingly, I only know one person from Cameroon. Um, mm. Yeah, it's very interesting. I, I don't think there's many Cameroonians, in, in if that's even how. Yeah, you, yeah, you know, in, in in the in the UK or in London specifically. Mm. But welcome, welcome to Walk Finance. Uh, you're here with uh, myself, Jax, and my co-host uh, Peter. Here we talk about all things finance related and all things more finance related and Peter always says the slogan so he knows it much better than I do <laughs> but here we talk all about personal finance we continue the conversation we talk about things that we uh, wish we spoke about when we were younger growing up um, in our households and things we wish we were taught in school and things that we are still learning on our day-to-day journeys on our personal finance journeys as well we are also a social enterprise um, where we focus on providing financial education and guidance and mentorship to um, people from the underserved uh, generation, the younger generation between the ages of 11 and 21. So yeah, you know, continue the conversation. I hope you are gaining tons of value and we hope to meet you soon. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Thank you very much to our listeners over there and all over the world. Keep doing what you're doing, liking, subscribing, commenting and all of that good stuff. So Jax, any final comments from you? Um, on this particular topic yeah i think that you know the whole concept of of debt is, is very interesting i think it's important to understand that debt and credit is a huge part of economic activity so um it is something that will always be there um it's something that can be used and is used uh, to boost the economy uh, and it can be used effectively in your personal finances as well However, when it becomes unsustainable and when you become dependent on it, it comes with uh, consequences that can be quite detrimental even to people's mental health. So I would say it's very important to um, understand what debt is. When you are taking it out, understand why you're taking it out, understand what the cost of debt is, which is really important, um, and understand the benefits of the debt that you're taking out as well and how you plan to pay off. I think that's important as well to try and plan how you're going to pay it off. If you do find yourself already in a situation where you are consumed by debt and you are on a journey to paying it back, I think, yes, both the avalanche and the snowball method are both effective. Um, I think both of them work very well. I think if you're someone who is quite new to paying off debt, the snowball method is absolutely amazing. Um, but if you're someone who's usually people that are quite high earners and can make small adjustments to their personal finances and can still have a lot of money left over, then I think the avalanche method might be better for you as well. So yeah, that's, that's, that's all I have to say on debt. I think it's just important to understand it. Try not to get too confused with good debt, bad debt. Debt is still debt. It still exists. It's still something you have to pay back. So make sure you use it wisely. There we have it. Debt is still debt. Thank you very much, Jax. Really appreciate that. Really appreciate your time as ever. God bless you and God bless you to our listeners. And remember all, 
Stay woke.